Welcome to Let's Talk Cake. I'm Carrie. And I'm Savannah. And on today's episode, we will be talking to Carissa from Carissa Cake Company. Cakes can truly just steal the show of a party. I approach mixing frosting the same way that I would mix paint. I'm ready to do more. I need to do more. Send me your cake recipes. Send me everything you have. I Send me everything. You know, baking is... It's such a craft. All of your senses are involved, and it's such an expression, and it's cozy, and it's so rewarding. Honestly, I'm sure everyone has been touched by cake in some way. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Let's Talk Cake, a podcast by cakers for cakers. I'm Savannah, and I'm here with my mom, Carrie, and together we own the Dessert Studio in Utah. So this week in the bakery was a good week. I think it was our biggest week since the shutdown came in March because of the virus. We had a couple of retirement cakes. We had birthday cakes. We had a really good consultation and we had three wedding cakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Two of those wedding cakes were three tiers and the other one was a four tier. And I think that was our first four tier that we've had since coronavirus and it's been a long time. So it was nice just to kind of get in the groove of structural yeah. details stacking four tiers and so four tiers are a whole different animal too three you get used to three <laughs> tiers and they're and they're they're good sized cakes but then you add that extra tier and suddenly yeah, you you're taking a big cake and yeah it's, it gets big <laughs> yeah yeah it was cool the bottom layer of it was a deep maroon burgundy color ruffled buttercream ruffles and it's it's a challenge sometimes to get that deep rich color and so as I was watching some YouTube videos trying to get some pointers on some different things this week I came across a tip about getting your color right and so it suggested that when you're mixing your buttercream we all know sometimes when you mix buttercream um, later it kind of intensifies I know last Christmas we did some poinsettias (laughs) And after the poinsettia cupcakes had been sitting for a few hours, suddenly they were like dark, 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 dark red, way redder than we wanted them to be. So to avoid that, it suggested that you put your frosting into the microwave for five to seven seconds, not for so long that it starts to get soft and soupy, but that that little zap, I guess, helps intensify the color and get it to where it's going to be after the fact. And so... We tried that with a couple of our cakes today, including that burgundy, and I think it worked. Yeah, for sure. I think sometimes, like my mom said, it gets so dark that you don't, like, that's not where you want the color to be, and also you keep adding food coloring to get it to the color you want it to be, and so it was nice just to kind of throw it in the microwave for a few seconds and kind of get a better idea of where it will be, and so... Yeah, that was nice. So there's a little tip for you to try in the bakery, and you can see if it works for you as well. Yeah, for sure. One cool thing that happened uh, this week that wasn't in the bakery but made me very happy was (laughs) that we got two recliners. My husband and I got matching recliners that we now have in the family room. I think the whole recliner idea happened during coronavirus because we were binge watching a couple of shows because there was nothing else to do for a while, and we realized that... 
we didn't have very comfortable furniture for watching TV. They're getting old, so they need their big old <laughs> recliners to watch their TV. I have and... to say, though, they're not too big. They are recliners, but they're not massive, overstuffed, crazy no, recliners. They look good. She's happy to have them. Very so. happy. It's so comfortable. Last night, we sat down and watched something together, and it was. Ah, it was just very nice. <laughs> and yes, we're getting old. We have to take care to have a little bit of comfort in our lives. So <laughs> I don't think you have to be old to have comfortable furniture. But And after this weekend, I I was very down to go and sit in my dad's chair, too. <laughs> it was nice to walk upstairs and sit down for a yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> be able to actually have your feet up and take a load off. <laughs> for sure. But we are super excited to talk to Carissa from Carissa Cake Company, and you'll hear about her unique take on cake and how she sells it, and yeah, it's super fun what she's doing, so we're excited for you to get to hear a little bit more about her, and let's do it. Let's get her on. Hey, Carissa. How are you today? Hey, I'm great. Good. We're excited to have you on and talk about your kind of unique cake business. It is unique. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't seen anybody else doing things exactly like you are. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got going in the cake, in the whole cake world? Um, totally by chance. It was nowhere on my radar. I had no idea that I liked decorating cakes. Um, I actually, so where it started was I, I got a job at the Super Target. <laughs> <laughs> And I bounced around from the department to department and they had an opening at the bakery and they asked me if I wanted to work there. And I said, sure. So I actually was kind of thrown into um, the bakery as as head baker because the head baker um, had cancer. And so she was put on leave. And so they needed someone to fill that position. And so they trained me and so I would go in at 3.30 every morning and I would proof the dough and I would bake and do all of the baking for the bakery. And um, I actually really enjoyed that. I, I'm not really a morning person at all, but I actually really enjoyed getting up super early when nobody else was awake and just working and listening to my music. And yeah, it was it was awesome. And then pretty soon they needed someone else to fill in for the head cake decorator. And so they trained me as the cake decorator. And obviously what I'm doing now is nowhere near what we do today, but um, it just kind of lit a fire. I loved, I loved slinging frosting on those cakes and it was so fun. And pretty soon I was the second head cake decorator when that other baker came back. Um, so I did a lot of cakes and um Eventually, I had my first son, and I decided that I didn't really want to work out of the home, and they weren't being super flexible with the scheduling, and I decided, you know what, I could probably do this on my own, and I can do this from home and still be you know, a stay-at-home mom. So I quit my job at Target, and I decided I was just going to do my own thing, and I got my first cake order, and it's funny because that client... She came and sat down with me. Her cake decorator that she had lined up had bailed on her last minute. And anyway, 
she ordered a cake. It was $75. It was like a 12 inch and an eight inch tiered cake. <laughs> it was huge. It was massive. And I had no idea how to price at that point, but I did it. I was so excited. And it's funny because I still make cakes for her to this day, That's several awesome. cakes a year. Actually, she has quite a few children and she's one of my most loyal customers and she was with me from the very beginning. So that's the, that shows you did something right. (laughs) Yeah. So when exactly was that? How many years ago was that? That was in 2010. Okay. So, and so right from that first cake that you did from your home, is that when Carissa's cake co started or did it kind of evolve from that point? It definitely evolved. At the beginning, it was Carissa's Cakes, and um, it was, let's see here. Yeah, it was It was just cakes, and I didn't care what, it, like even cupcakes, and I took an order for these cake pops. I did 300 of them, and they were like little brides and grooms, and that was my first and last cake pop order. I will never touch those again. Um but at that point, I was just happy to do cakes. You know, it didn't matter what it was. It was just so exciting. I loved it all. But definitely it's evolved into um, into Chris's Cake Company, where I specialize mainly in wedding cakes. And now with the cake truck, which was launched just over a year ago. Um, but So the cake yeah, truck is pretty new then. It is new, yes. Okay. So just just so our listeners know, we actually took a little field trip on Friday night and we went and got cake from Carissa at her truck. <laughs> and it was really it was really fun and the truck is adorable. So cute. Oh my goodness, it's so cute and it was yeah, it was great. How has that worked out for you, the whole food truck aspect? The cake truck. Um well, let me let me take you from the beginning. So um I have four boys and they're all 11 and under. So they're all three years apart. And um, I homeschool them. I've homeschooled them before all of this um, COVID (laughs) happened. So I, it's really like, it's really important for me to be a a stay at home mom and to raise my children. So that's always number one is being um, a mom. So my husband and I were brainstorming one night about ways that we could expand my business because I felt like growth needed to happen. I was feeling like I had so many orders and I just, I had a lot going for me. Things had really ramped up and I thought I would love to open a storefront, but I cannot commit to a storefront because I know it's so much overhead. It's, it's a lot of hours and it's a huge risk. I mean, especially like when you go to a commercial space, it's just, it's a huge risk. And so we were just kind of brainstorming ideas of what we could do to kind of grow my business essentially. And we decided, what about a food truck? You know what? Why couldn't we do a food truck? It's not really something we've seen anywhere else. I've never seen a cake truck. That's totally unique. Um, and my husband was like, well, let me look on, on the classifieds. We'll see if we can find a little truck. And so we started looking and um, he found this cool old blue 71 step van and it ran and (laughs) that was probably my main that was the main deal was I wanted to do this all with my own cake money as we call it and then I wanted to do it debt-free I didn't want to have to spend seventy thousand dollars to get a food truck up and running 
because I didn't have that, of course. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, but we found it. It was two hours away. This guy had had it for several years. It just sat there. It never got used. It had very low miles. We went and test drove it, and I was like, okay, this is going to be awesome. It will work. It was totally ugly, though. I mean, if you go in my <laughs> Instagram highlights, you can kind of see what it was before. Yeah, and it was yeah rough. I saw that, actually. So you, rough. You've changed it majorly. <laughs> yeah, you needed to have a vision when you saw this truck. I mean, it was it was pretty rusted and beat up and gross. Um, but we we worked our tails off, and my husband did all of the body work. He did all of the restoration work he was I mean I don't even know how he did it all but we did it in eight months and we launched it last May and so it was eight months from the idea or eight months from yes, buying the truck eight months from the idea and buying the truck essentially we bought the truck within the first week that we came oh, up wow. with the idea okay. it was all very sporadic it wasn't anywhere like I feel like we don't usually have these long-term plans we just kind of Go for it. <laughs> Go where, like, like wherever the wind blows. Like, I just feel like it's very sporadic and spontaneous. Sounds like it was meant to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess it was. And how has it worked? Has it, has it been successful? And have you found that you like that aspect of it? So, absolutely, it's been successful. But I would say that it's taken about a year for it to actually start um, paying for itself and being you know, an income source or revenue, right? So the first few months, um, I had a lot of support from friends and, you know, customers. And that kept me going. And then pretty soon, I think it kind of got, I don't know how to explain it, but it became like trendy to where I gained a lot of followers that I didn't have before. And all of a sudden, everybody's talking about the cake truck. And it's, it's like, I'll get messages. Where are you going to be? Where's the cake truck going to be? We want to come see it. We want to come visit. And I would be like, well, I'm only running it maybe once this month. Like it's always been just kind of a fun thing to do on the side. It hasn't been the main thing. Um, but since COVID has started, it has been the main thing because all of my wedding cakes have been postponed to next year or till this fall. And so that took away all of my income and the truck I can't even I mean I don't even know how to explain it I opened the truck the first weekend of May it was was Mother's Day so it wasn't the first weekend but there was a line um at least a block long for people trying to get treats from the truck (laughs) and I was like oh my goodness I don't know what is happening I don't know if everybody just needed their treat fix or if or if it's actually, we did it. We actually did it. It's successful. Yeah. <laughs> but it took awesome. a year. Well, we had to wait in line when we came to the truck the other night. Yeah, there were plenty <laughs> of people there. And there were people there, behind us. It was us. so fun to see that. Yeah. So do you find that you're selling out pretty much now? Um, yes. If I, if I run the truck, I will probably eight times out of 10 just sell out every time. That's if awesome. I have anything left over, which I kind of want actually as weird as that sounds because I have a lot of um, followers up north that don't get anything and usually I'll go to like American Fork and some people just don't want to you know drive that far so if I have anything left over I do like this little flash sale and 
everything's gone within 10, 20 minutes. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that the other night I saw that everything everything that was left was gone like almost instantly. So, yes. so that was, that was great. So are you, um, do you take the truck like to events or is it pretty much just like you find a location and you park it? So originally I had really wanted it to be like a truck for events, for private events only because, you know, it's, it's more guaranteed money. I was worried about making too much product and not selling it and, Obviously, that's not an issue, you know, at this time anymore. Um, But I, I've shifted. Originally, I just wanted to be events only. And now I've got this place in Payson. And the owners where I park, they're awesome. All they ask in return is just a few slices of cake or a cookie. (laughs) And they let me come whenever I please. And um, there's no overhead, I don't have to pay to park. And it's just five minutes from my house. So I can't really beat that. I mean, this truck was built in, you know, 1971. So it does not drive fast. So going on the freeway scares me. Sometimes I say, you know, this is how I go out. This is how I'm going to die because I'm driving this truck on the freeway. (laughs) I mean, it is, it is not safe. Like it scares me. And I'll like, I'll drive by a semi and they push me off the road, like from their I don't know, the wind, I don't know what it is, but it scares me. So I'm like, you know, this is just, I couldn't ask for more. And that's why a couple months ago we bought another truck. It's even older. It's even cooler. Like it's, it is so vintage. It is so cute, but I'm going to totally get it. And I'm going to put a nice engine in it so it can drive fast and that will expand my areas. And I would love to get um, the chance to go to other like food truck roundups and other places further North because I have a lot of followers that just, they beg me to come further north. So I would like to, to get up there for them. But yeah. Very cool. So you're going to have two trucks. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. Hopefully that's the plan. So are you finding, obviously it's hard to tell right now because we're still in the midst of COVID. Um, but does it seem like the food truck aspect is going to become the bulk of it or will it still mostly be on the side? Right now it's the bulk. Um and I'm okay with that. It's just a lot more work, to be honest. Um, I have to I have to prep and plan for a solid week when I run the truck. And if I just did a couple wedding cakes, I make you know the same amount of money. So it's it is a huge sacrifice to run the truck at this time because I don't have a large kitchen. Everything that I do is home produced, and I have a, a cottage food license. So right now we are renovating our home and adding a very large kitchen, a large pantry. So I can add extra ovens. I only have one oven right now. And it's been, you know, eight hours solid of baking for two days to prep for the truck. So it's like, sometimes I'm like, is it even worth it? I don't even know if I was paying myself, which I don't do. I don't, I don't ever keep track of the hours that I spend, but I just know that I spend a lot. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know, it's it's worth it, but it's it's a lot of hours. Yeah. So I really wish cakes would take the front seat again. I do love those and I think that is where I really love to be because it's so creative for me. Yeah. Um and really originally this was just a creative outlet to make money and money's the bonus, but I I love making cakes. But I actually have to say, I am not, I'm not a people person. It's funny because when I run the truck, 
I have to turn on this internal switch. <laughs> I, I legitimately have like butterflies. I get anxiety. I, I have a really hard time being in front of people. But when I get in the truck, it's like, like I said, that switch flips and I'm just so excited to see everybody. And I'm, I'm, I'm a people person when I'm in the truck and everybody's just super sweet and kind. I have, I've only had one customer that's given me a hard time and her and I, it's the funniest story, but her and I are really good friends now. There we go. And she's one of my customers. (laughs) That's good. Good job turning that around. Yeah. So what would you say in your cake business have been some of your biggest challenges? I would say money is probably the number one. And it's taken me 10 years to realize that I need to make money. If I'm going to do this, I I can't do it just for the love of doing it because I will burn myself out. So this last year is, has been a total shift in how I view everything. I actually read a book. Um, I'm trying to think of what it's called, actually. So because I think everybody should read it, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to think on that what the book was called. But I read the book and it shifted my mindset on how I viewed my life and how I wanted to get the things that I truly want. And so I. I decided I wanted to make money at this business. I wanted to be successful. And all this has happened within the last two years. And I actually am so happy to say that I am now making money. And it's it's a fulfilling job that I feel that I'm, I'm not just stringing myself out and killing myself for, you know, just making cake. It's It's actually very fulfilling. And I feel like I'm contributing finally. And I've saved, I mean, I've actually got a savings right now that I'm going to put into my cabinets for my new kitchen. And that's never really happened. I've usually only made enough to help pay with bills, but I've never had an actual savings. So I would say the number one would be definitely money. Number two would be balance. Balance, balance, balance. I don't know if I'm going to find it, but I would love to find it. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm sure you understand too. I mean, raising a family and trying to be a businesswoman is a job in itself. I don't, I don't know quite how to explain it, but I, I always feel like either something's going to fall. Like, what do I have to put down to, to make something work? Yeah. It's, it's a tricky, it's a tricky balancing act to, to do because really both of those are things that you could spend the majority of your waking hours on. And so trying to fit both of them in is definitely, it's definitely a, a learned skill to try to develop that balance. And um, I think we're probably all working on that yeah, all the we're time. All just finding our right. way through it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I would say those are the top two, but. All right. And what would you say has been your greatest successes? Successes would be that truck. I mean, like I said, if you saw what it was before and what it is now and what it's become. I'm super proud, you know, of the fact that we did it all debt free. We didn't have to rely on, you know, somebody else to help, you know, give us some capital for it or even put it on a credit card. Everything was done, you know, with the money that I had been earning with cakes. So I would say that's probably my biggest um, success. Also, 
a few years ago, I was in a cake contest that was local, that was guest, it was judged by uh, Buddy Velastro and a few other local bloggers and food bloggers. And I wasn't going to enter this contest. I was, I was sure that there was way better talented artists in this, this state. And that's true. They are, there is so much talent here. It's, it's incredible. And I, I told my husband, you know what, there's this cake competition and I'm not going to enter it, but I think it's kind of cool. Buddy's going to be here. And he's like, why don't you enter it? And I was like, "Mm, I just don't think I've got what it takes. I'm just not, I'm just not that good. And he's like, you're crazy. He's like, just enter it. Why not? And I'm like, you know, okay, I'll think about it. So I did the last minute I signed up and I entered and I, in my division, I, I took first place and I got to meet and get a picture with Buddy and I got a, one of those huge checks, you know, those big, huge ones that they uh-huh. present you. It was so fun. They, you know, they had these confetti cannons and um, it was, it was a huge highlight. And it was, I mean, it sounds small, like now that I'm saying it, but at that time it was huge for me and it just gave me this extra boost of confidence that I needed you know, to, to really tell me like, you know what, you could do it. If you want to do something, just do it. Why do you, you know, why do you have this fear of failing? And that's probably what I also struggle with is the fear of failing. I never, I, I really don't like to fail. It really bothers me. So if I do something, it's like, we're all in or, you know, we're not doing it at all. Sounds like your husband was, um, was key in getting you to do that. So good job, husband. Sometimes we need somebody behind us pushing us because we don't always know how to push ourselves or have the confidence to push ourselves. Exactly. He's a huge support. He really, if ever I want to take a cake class and eat, it doesn't matter how much money it is. He's like, honey, if you want to do it, just go do it. Sign up, do it. So he's super supportive. He knows that I love it and it's good for me. And he's, He's super supportive. I love him. That's awesome. So I want to go back a little bit because you were talking about your husband and how one night you guys were just brainstorming ideas of how to expand your business. And I feel like so many of us bakers maybe are to a point where where we feel enough success that we do kind of want to expand our business or expand our forms of revenue. And so kind of take us through that thought process that you and your husband had and just not necessarily how you got to the food truck idea, but just how you were brainstorming ideas of what to do. Well, yeah, brainstorming ideas. We do it a lot. We have like these little think tanks. <laughs> and I, I've i always said from the very beginning, I would love to open a brick and mortar. And I was actually talking to my friend, Pete. He's, you know, the mighty baker. I think you already interviewed him. We did. Yeah. And I had spoke with him and he said, do not ever open a brick and mortar. And so having that in mind, I I just thought, you know, there's got to be a way to expand. There's got to be a way to, to get where I want to go without going straight to it. So to me, the truck is like a sidestep, but it's a sidestep forward. And it may not be the path that I had originally thought of and dreamed about, but I know it's a stepping stone. So I think people get really set on these goals and they set these goals 
and they don't reach them and then they fail or at least they think they failed and so they give up. If I had started this truck and just assumed that I was going to be uber successful and it was all going to be great, I was going to have, you know, a line down the block as soon as I opened my doors, I think I would have felt like I failed. And to be honest, it took a year. I mean, if you're going to do something, don't expect immediate results. I don't think I don't think you can say, okay, I have six months to do this. You you really can't have an expectation. And so I feel like I've spent 10 years growing this business. It's been a slow growth and that's okay. But I started somewhere. And if you look back at the very beginning, you I I would have never guessed that it would have taken me here. I never, you know, planned on doing a food truck. Like that was really never, like I said, on my radar. But I feel like you can't expect immediate results. So 10 years is what you see right now in the last year. And like I said, some people will just have these ideas like, well, I'm going to open a food truck. But they really don't have any experience. They don't really have a following. I would just say, take it easy. Take your time. Don't feel like there's a rush. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Just just do you. So I don't know where I'm getting with this, but I'm just no, saying, yeah. I feel like you shouldn't have expectations. I think that's just really good advice. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really good advice because I think too often we we have our big goal and that's what we're looking at and we fail to see the little successes along the way. And so I think it's really important that we learn to expand our vision a little bit and recognize the smaller successes that are leading us to the big one that we kind of overlook when we just are so laser focused on just the big one. Absolutely. Yep. So that's, that's great advice. So where do you hope to see Carissa's Cake Co. in the next in the next, let's say five years, five years. Um, I don't know for sure. And this is what's kind of fun about it is anything could happen. I don't have huge goals for five years. I have ideas. I have, I have a lot of ideas and we'll see if they pan out, but for now the kitchen, so the kitchen is the huge driving force for me right now. I want to have a big, beautiful space to maybe host classes and I'll, that's all I'll say about that. I have some ideas for that. I, I'm not a teacher at all. Like I just, I think it will drain me too much to be a teacher. If I did do teaching, it would probably be more of a one-on-one or uh, maybe a workshop of sorts for just maybe one or two people. It wouldn't be a huge group of people, but I have some ideas for that. And I think the kitchen will be a really fun idea. I'm excited to see that happen. If if in the future I, I happen to open a storefront, that would be after my children are, are pretty well raised, I think. And I've got, like I said, I've got these little dreams where I have a cake shop that's a brick and mortar and maybe a floral shop. I've always wanted to be a florist. I don't know why. It's just always sounded so fun to me. So in my dream, it's a cake and floral shop. And Mm, I don't like to tell people that because I don't know, maybe someone's going to steal it, but that's okay. Because you know, (laughs) we all have different dreams and good luck. I feel like (laughs) if someone else can do it better than I can go ahead, that's, that's awesome. I'll come buy your flowers and cake. But 
Well, I think where we live, we're in the same state as Carissa, and I think where we live, it is so saturated here that if we were looking for something that no one else was doing, none of us would be doing cakes. So <laughs> Exactly. It is super saturated. I hear you. Yep. Well, I love that. Yeah. I think, yeah, just what you were saying about there are dreams, but also just taking it step by step and we don't need to only have that one dream in mind. We can just right, little right. by little make it there. And so I love that. And I think that's a really good outlook for all of us because I think sometimes we do get a little too caught up in in the final dream. And if we're not there in the year, then we're failing. But it does take time. And I think you're a perfect example of that, just hearing hearing your story and how you've just you're you're taking it step by step and it's working for you and I love that. Mhm. So, how would you describe if you had to say cake has been a blessing in my life because how would you say that? Cake has been a blessing in my life because it has given me the chance to grow as a person and not only be a mother but to be I don't know. I think I needed that self-worth of being able to contribute to my family and to show my children that you can do both. You can still go after your dreams and your goals and still raise a family. Yes, it's a huge sacrifice and it's a lot of work and I don't get a lot of sleep. That's a a goal of mine (laughs) for the short term and long term. Get more sleep and eat. I just really struggle with those two things. But (laughs) I... I would just say it's really, it's important for me to show my kids that you can do anything you want. And I think that's probably one of the big things that, that I want them to know is that you can do both. And it's okay if you take a break from time to time. I have done that with my cakes. I had put them on hold and I've raised my family for a little bit and I've come back and it's always there. And I feel like there's there's no race. We don't need to feel like there's a race. And I get caught up in that a lot. And I have to remind myself to slow down. It's okay. There's still time. But That's yes. Good advice. Very good advice. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate you being on the podcast and sharing your experiences with our listeners. Um, a lot of good advice in this. And so fun to see someone taking things in a whole different direction. There's so many different ways that people are are taking the world of cake and putting their own spin on it. And this is a really fun one. Yeah, for sure. So if you Thank don't you. follow Carissa Cake Co., definitely go follow her and go look at that highlight bubble of the transformation of her truck and just go check out her beautiful work because it's, it's very so much talent right there for sure. <laughs> Oh, I wanted to tell you the book. I just realized what it was called so that you can read it. I think everybody should. It's a really great book. It's called The Slightest Edge. The Slightest Edge. The Slightest Edge. Edge. I'm glad that came to you while we still had you on. I was going to be sending you a message. (laughs) I think everybody, even all business owners should read it, but everybody. yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. Putting that on my to read list. For sure. Yep. All right. Thanks, Carissa. Wasn't that great? And also a book recommendation for us all. I love a good book recommendation. Yeah, and especially in the bakery. Yeah, <laughs> especially one that will help us in our business. So thank you for that recommendation. So for this week's challenge, uh, she said something that we thought was kind of 
cool and that we related to because Savannah, she, she called it a think tank. I think as we were talking to her, Savannah said something about brainstorming. But in our bakery, sometimes Savannah will just say, let's have a dream session. <laughs> and so we will just sit down, sit down and we'll just dream. Where do we want things to go? How big do we want things to be? And when we do it, we don't put any limitations on it. I mean, it's a pipe dream and some of the stuff is probably not ever going to happen. But grains of idea get planted and it's it's really cool how it works some of the some of the changes that we've made in the bakery and some of the expansions that we have done even in the short time came because of those little dream sessions where we where we put ideas out there that were probably bigger than we even thought they would go but just kind of brainstorming and having fun but then hey that part of it is attainable let's maybe concentrate on that part of it and so for our challenge this week, we thought it would be good for you to find a trusted friend or your spouse or someone and just have a brainstorming session, a think tank, a dream session, something where you can sit down and you can just throw out if all of the stars aligned and everything was perfect, what would we do? Yeah, I think so much of the time we are our worst enemies and we are the people that are holding ourselves back. I think we have as much potential as we want to have and we can have and it's just a matter of dreaming big enough, working hard enough and and getting to that point to get there, you know? And sometimes it takes someone else to kind of push us. I yeah. mean, Carissa's husband had to push her into even doing that cake contest that she ended up winning. And I know for for Savannah and me working together we can kind of push each other a little bit and mm -hmm. and we have we both of us have spouses that are supportive and can help push us a little bit too and keep us from getting too hard on ourselves or thinking too negatively about ideas but just this week savannah had um one of her she said let's have a dream session and so we started looking at some of the things that we've been talking about doing and realized that some of it is actually reachable and yeah. so and some of those things that we have talked about even like right at the start of the dessert studio, they were big dreams, but now we're to the point where we look back at those ideas and goals and we're seeing that, okay, I think we can start we to actually that fulfill that dream. And that's why it's so important to continuously dream because I think, yeah, we had goals at, from day one of the dessert studio and if we were just stuck on those goals, I think we wouldn't be where we are today. We'd get complacent because exactly. we would have reached those, a lot of those initial goals we reached. And so we need to keep dreaming. We need to keep reaching. We need to keep expanding our ideas. You may not necessarily want your business to get bigger, but maybe a dream session or a brainstorming session might not be about how to expand. It might be about how to improve a system or a way that you do something or make something a little more, uh, streamlined or affordable or a better just a better way to do something yeah and all of this relates to your own personal life too this is all about cake and business and all of that good stuff but I think in our own lives and in our own personal goals outside of cake and business we need to have dreams too because that's what keeps us going I know my dreams <laughs> a lot of those need money to fulfill those dreams and so it directly relates back to the business and so the business goals and my goals they need to work together so that they can both be growing and we can both be 
fulfilling at the same time. And that's the great thing about owning our own businesses. And that's what many of us that are in the cake industry are, are we're self-employed. And that's the great thing about being self-employed is that we have control over how much or little we want to do, how big or small we want our business to be. And we also know our personal goals. And so when we own our own business, it's easier to reconcile those two things than if we're just an employee for someone else. And they control how much we can make and how many hours we work and all of that. Yeah. We have more control. And so so for the challenge, let's all take some time this week and have a dream session and talk it over with somebody. Think big. Think smart. Think whatever you want to to change or adjust or if everything was perfect, if the world was perfect, if there was no virus, if you could do anything you wanted, what would you do? Yeah. And write it down. Throw it on your fridge door. Throw it somewhere where you will see it and it will continuously be in your brain because if it is continuously there and if it if you're thinking about it and really, really wanting to fulfill it, you will. So and don't be embarrassed. I think that's one thing. Sometimes it's almost embarrassing to put out there what we really want to do, because what if we don't make it? That could be kind of embarrassing. Don't be embarrassed. This is all about this is all about as just going for it. So so just go for it this week and have a little dream session. Yeah. And dream big. Do it. <laughs> but as far as the podcast goes, we are super excited for next week when we will be talking to Sean. And he does cheesecake. So we are Yes, pumped. he is the owner of Cotton Blues Cheesecake. And oh my goodness. So yeah, <laughs> I don't want to give away too much about next week, but you'll want to listen. <laughs> For sure. And yeah, we just want to say thank you to each and every one of you. Because as we were talking about dreams, each and every one of you are helping us fulfill our own dreams by listening and by supporting us. So thank you. Thank you. And thank, thank you. you to our producer, Corey, who also helps and supports in this dream and for all that he does behind the scenes. And stay tuned for next week when we will continue to talk cake. Hey, everyone. This is producer Corey. I just wanted to say thanks for listening. Also, subscribe to the podcast and follow the Let's Talk Cake podcast on Instagram so you don't miss out on any content. If you do the challenge this week, tag the podcast in your post, and we'll share it in the next episode. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday.